Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of SourceFind Asia, Coast Made in China podcast, and the host of the SourceFind Asia YouTube channel, of course. Back with another one. Just chilling by the pool, about to go for a swim. And I wanted to record a video, an update video, on why it's dangerous to negotiate too much with your suppliers. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. So as I mentioned, this is a 2020 update. I recorded a video about this probably in 2018 or 2017. So if you wanna watch the original, you can go back and check it out and come back to this one. So the first point I'm gonna start off is, it's a very tempting thing, I think, for a lot of clients to, or buyers, should I say, to wanna to negotiate a lot with China. And I think the days of cheap China are over. I still think China is one of the cheapest places, or least expensive places to get products made on a mass scale, but it's not as cheap as it used to be. And the suppliers are not as willing to bend over backwards for your business because their margins are lower, the orders that they get are smaller. If you're talking about COVID-19, during COVID-19, the amount of clients that they're getting right now are smaller. So factories are less willing, just to set the climate and mentality, right now factories are less willing to take on projects where they could potentially lose money a lot of times they would hedge their bets if it was a new client and the client was starting off with a smaller order they might break even or they might just make a little bit of profit on the basis of hoping that this client is going to become a repeat customer so it's really really important that you have that in mind when you're negotiating with suppliers you're only coming from a position of power if you're going to be coming in with a large order and if you're coming in and maybe placing multiple POs at the same time then uh, POs meaning purchase orders then yeah you, you do have more room for negotiation I think negotiating too much causes more harm than it does good in general because you're already just setting a bad tone with the supplier like you, if you haven't even started working with them um, you haven't shown any sort of seriousness towards the project and you're already trying to get money off a lot of clients, a lot of um, factories will be put off by that. I think the first thing you have to do is just make sure that you're negotiating from a position of power. So like I said, either you're placing a large order or multiple POs. And even during this time period, sometimes that's it's still difficult to get pricing down. But beyond that, I think that you need to, like if your price point is $5 and you find a factory that's $8 or $9, it's gonna be extremely difficult to, to bring the price down to five. So you do want to find a factory that's already 5 or 6 or 5.5 or whatever. And then that way you're either going to be coming lower than your target or right about in your target. So I think that's the first point, of, um, second point of negotiating from a position of power. Some of the things that heavily affect pricing, especially right now, would be labor costs and raw material costs. And of course with COVID, the factories are not running at full capacity, even though they're semi, well, not semi, very close to normal. A lot of factories are not running at full capacity. A lot of factories went out of business, similar to the service industry. A lot of restaurants, a lot of um, you know nightclubs and things like that are have gone out of business during this, this difficult time. So it's the same thing with the factories. They're very much cost-intensive businesses and uh, cash-intensive businesses, and, and the multiple months of, of slow turnover has ruined a lot of 
you know, manufacturers. And then also the requirements that the government had for these factories to sort of improve their systems to be more safe for the workers. A lot of factories just couldn't be bothered to implement that stuff. It's just like, why would they spend the money? They want to ride off into the sunset with the money that they'd already made. And, and then some factories completely reinvented themselves and focused on creating uh, PPE products. So there's a lower amount of factories, and then the factories that do exist, very few of them are running at 100% capacity. Sometimes just because they're not even allowed to. You know, there, there has to be, with the new um, safety codes, you can't have as many people working in a confined space as, as it was before. So that's another aspect is just the labor costs, the, the production capacity, a lot of those things are lower. So that being said, you really have to almost sell your project to factories these days. Like, uh, in fact, a lot of factories are, will turn down the projects just because they're like, look, we have to make sure that we're able to survive this year so we can't be taking on projects that are going to cost us a lot of money to actually do and then we're not going to make, there's no guarantee that we're going to make that money back in, in the long term. So, um, you know, the short term mentality is, is a little bit higher than it normally is because, I mean, I feel like that's the same thing with a lot of businesses right now. Um, we have clients as well that are, you know, coming to us that ordinarily would have been able to afford our services, but now they're thinking, if I pay this, what's going to happen next year? So, I mean, the, the suppliers in China are thinking about the same things that we are. Going back to the cheapest China point, I have an expression that I always use. It's called cheap is expensive. And I mean, it, it, it is what it sounds like, right? Like if you buy a cheap product, you cannot expect that product to be a high quality product. You get what you pay for it. And I think it's the same thing in China. If you're buying a knockoff MacBook or you're buying a real MacBook, you're gonna get what you pay for. MacBooks are made in China, some of the most expensive laptops in the world. iPhones are made in China, some of the most expensive phones in the world. The camera that I'm using right now is Canon 770D. 77D is made in China and they you know you can get the most expensive stuff in China you can also get the cheapest stuff in China I could have easily bought an imitation Chinese uh, brand camera and you know if it stopped working after three months you know I can't really complain right because you, you you ended up you get what you pay for so cheap is expensive so if you're trying to produce high-end goods you are going to pay a premium for that and you're gonna have to figure out how you can work with within your margins. It's going to be very difficult for you to find a factory that's going to be extremely high quality, and then you know sort of come in at the low end of pricing. It's just not a realistic thing. So again, the days of cheap China are over. So cheap is expensive. It's really important. Another supplier tip in terms of negotiation is do your research. Make sure that you understand how the product is made and all the various costs that are involved, because if you have something like a camera, like I just mentioned, there are so many components to making a camera, right? Like it's not just a plastic box that has, you know, a lens. Like there's electronics involved inside, there's the, the glass components, there's the metal components, there's the, the electrical side of things, there's the, the, the plastic casing, there's rubber, there's so many different aspects. And all of those intricate details that go into a camera, the lighting, the flash and all that stuff, the bulbs and all that stuff is stuff that is made by different suppliers. And it requires different molding, it requires all these different aspects of work. So like it's multiple factories putting together one product. And if one of those factories has, you know, is going through a difficult period and they want to increase their prices, 
if their raw material supplier increases the prices for those goods, it's going to increase everything across the board. So that's why a lot of times people get surprised because you're dealing with the factory. Sometimes you're dealing with the assembly house. They might make some of the components, but they're buying it from somewhere else. So a lot of times people get surprised when you know their pricing shoots up like 20, 30%. And then the factory's just like, yeah, the, the raw material cost went up without really much explanation. A lot of times what that means is our multiple suppliers of components that we're buying, one of them or two of them have increased their prices and we have had to increase our price to, to sort of compensate for that. So if you know, if you can figure out what the different components are of the product and don't be shy to burn through some suppliers by doing this because we'll, what we'll do sometimes is we'll basically, the, if we're talking to 30 suppliers, the first five we're literally studying how the product is made by asking them a bunch of questions. And then by the time we talk to the, the sixth or seventh factory, we actually sound way more professional and we actually have a better idea of how this product is put together and all the different parts to it. So when you know that, then you can figure out which one of these aspects, which one of these components is really driving up the price. I'll give you another example of that. Like a couple of years ago, we helped a business friend of ours and one of my good friends now sort of figure out the pricing for his watches. I think I probably told you this story before, but we ended up going to the market. So he was working with, again, he was working with an assembly house that made maybe one or two components of the watch. And there was probably about 10 plus different components to his watch. So we went to the watch market in Guangzhou and we literally just, you know, took a couple of his samples, broke them into, you know, the different components and then went and sourced every single component at the market. And just doing that, we were able to go, oh, he's paying, you know, $15 a watch from his supplier. We could probably put this watch together for 3 to $4, you know, so that's a big part of it. And there were some specific aspects of the watch that the, the assembly house had just marked up ridiculously high. So even if he had just, let's say, sourced two of those components themselves, himself, he would have been able to lower the cost significantly. So instead of just trying to negotiate things, figure out, understand the product, do the research, figure out all the different components of the product, and then you're able to actually ask the right questions and sit down with the factory and say, okay, so how much does this cost? How much does this cost? How much does this cost? Okay, so if I source this aspect myself, you know, how does that affect the product? And can I, you know, I could probably find it cheaper somewhere else and bring it to you guys. And uh, most of the time, the factories are not going to have too much pushback when it comes to that. Of course, there'll be certain things they'll, they might say, well, you know, we source it from the reliable supplier. So if you go buy this component from somewhere else, you know, we can't really guarantee the quality or whatever. Like those are some, some of the negotiations you're going to have to have with a supplier if you're really trying to go down that route. But yeah, I would say instead of just going there and trying to drive down the price because it increased, understand why the price has increased from the minutia of the different aspects of the product and where those things are being made and how much they cost to be made. Also pick the right time to negotiate with your supplier. I mean, it's very obvious that right now in this climate, it's probably not the best time to be negotiating with your supplier for multiple reasons. Like the stuff that I mentioned earlier is that there's a limited amount of suppliers. You know, they're, 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 a lot of factories have lost a lot of money this year. You know, they're, they're not running at full capacity. Like, you're more likely to just get a, fa a factory for a factory to just reject your project if you're coming out of the bat trying to negotiate in this 
period of time. If you have a long-term relationship with a supplier, I think that you can sit down and have a conversation with them and say, hey, look, I know you're going through things. I'm going through things within my business. How can we sort of come to some reasonable agreement where you know maybe we come up with better payment terms right now rather than lowering the cost? You know, we get payment terms, and then when things kind of pick up again, we can maybe talk about the the price. You know, so that's when you start to build a really, and that's that's also timing, right? Like, you don't necessarily want to negotiate too much on your first order, but maybe on your second or third order, especially if it's within a short space of time, then you're built up trust with the supplier. That suppliers, okay, this could be recurring business, so then they might want to they might want to appease you a little bit more. And at the same time, you should be, when I say build a relationship with supply, you should also be building a personal relationship with the team. I know that it's more difficult now to do those kind of things, but you can still create a WeChat group. You can still have video calls. You can still hire uh, an agency like myself, like our company, who can do that, those kind of things for you, build the rapport with the team and, and be the face of, of your, your company in China. So. I think it's really important, just the right timing. The right timing is, is extremely important. And then just you know, take into consideration everything that's going on when it comes to negotiating. Maybe this year is just not the right year to try to get pricing down. Maybe try and wait until after Chinese New Year next year. However, there are certain industries that have exploded this year. So cross exercise equipment in general, obviously the PPE products, but it's twofold, right? Like, the PPE products exploded so much, there was so much demand for those products that a lot of factories came up, but the supply wasn't enough for the demand, so the price went up. With exercise equipment, I think it's kind of leveled out more now. Like we have our, um, like one of our longest clients, they went from shipping like, let's say three to four containers a month to shipping 10 containers a month. And yeah, I mean, it was just, it's been a very crazy year. So in those kind of situations, if you have a long-term relationship with a factory, and you are now ex your business is now exploding. Your orders are now exploding. You might be in more of a position of power to go to the factory and say, "Hey, look, you know we are about to like three, four x our orders. I know you guys are also getting a lot of business, but we've known each other for x amount of time. Uh, you know we've been consistent with our orders. You know let let's talk. You know I, I think that's that's another aspect. So like timing, timing is everything. Uh, the rapport that you have, the guangxi." that you have with your factory is, is everything as well. A point that I've made before um, in, in, in probably the previous version of this video is squeezing your factories too much kind of puts them in a position because there is, again, there's a thing called the Chinese yes, which is, you know, because they want your business, they're going to agree to everything that you're asking for. And that might include also the, you know, getting the price points to what you want, but they're going to figure out a way to make that money. Like it's just, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And what's most likely gonna happen is they'll cut corners in raw materials. So maybe for a typical product that like, let's say um, a leather bag or whatever, they might always order their leather from, you know, this specific supplier and that's guaranteed high quality leather or genuine leather. And then they were like, uh, well, you know, our price has gone down. We gave them 30% off the price. So we're gonna have to figure out where we can get 10% off here, 20% off here, whatever. And maybe it might be the, the leather supplier, they might go and work with a, a, another one that you know, doesn't necessarily guarantee uh, um, high quality leather or genuine leather. So I mean, those are the things you always have to keep in mind is if you squeeze them too much, they're going to try to figure out a way 
to cut corners and, and, and make their money up somehow. So yeah, I mean, squeezing is just, it's just never a smart idea to try to squeeze a factory too much. And then you also have to be aware if the factory is just saying yes to everything, you need to also understand the market. Like if you don't understand, if you haven't done enough research and you, you, your factory saying yes to everything, you might end up in the exact same situation I'm talking about. So you need to know, like if you talk to 30, 40 suppliers and you know generally what the price, average price should be for your product, if another factory comes in and says, we can do everything that you want at 30% off, something is off there. You gotta, you gotta figure out what, what's going on there because you, you'll probably end up with an inferior product. So yeah, that's my 2020 update on why you shouldn't negotiate with your supplier too much and just some tips on how to negotiate with your suppliers. Again, just like from a position of power, man, like I think we have to be realistic with our expectations. I think we have to realize where we are right now in 2020 with the whole COVID-19 situation. I think we have to realize that China has changed. It's not as cheap as it used to be, but there isn't too many other options. Uh, alternatively, I mean, you can go to Vietnam, you can go to Thailand and all that stuff. But right now, it's even more difficult when you know people can't travel. Like those countries require a lot of you being there to kind of uh, figure out how things are done. Uh, whereas China is like set up, you can work online. There's sourcing agents that are available. There's QC companies and all that stuff. So it's it's easier to work through China. Um, it might not always be the cheapest, but most of the time it will be. So yeah, just uh, hang in there and. and uh, you know, pick the right moment to, to negotiate and don't get too crazy out there, right? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made in China podcast. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcast at sourcefinancial.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinancial.com slash made in China. And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, sourcefinancial, all one word. Cheers. Tirava a curu, a curu